All right, welcome in on another episode of the Outside the Lines podcast. Today, we have Craig Brackens joining us, as he has the past many weeks, to talk some college basketball, recap a little bit of the tournament, and preview what will be an amazing Final Four. And we're here to talk the Iowa State basketball season. Favorite moments, favorite plays, favorite players, and what's in store for 2023 and 2024 and beyond. But as always, we are brought to you by BNC Fieldhouse. Head on over to BNC Fieldhouse for the best drink deals on Welch Avenue, as well as the best place to watch the big game. Head on over there every Monday. So this is the new special. They have burger, basket, and fries with a pitcher drink for only $12. So you get a full pitcher of beer, liquor, whatever you're looking for, and a burger basket and fries. So you're you're feasting like a king while you're also getting the best drink deal on Welch Avenue. But head on over there, support our boy Ben. He's been doing a lot for this podcast. Thank you, Ben. And without further ado, we'll get into a little bit of a season breakdown. So first of all, we have a great Final Four. I, I don't know what you guys are thinking about it. I think this is like the Final Four out of a dream with FAU, UConn being the only juggernaut there, still as a four seed. I mean, we'll get into Iowa State really quickly, or we'll get into Iowa State in a bit, but really quickly, let's talk about the tournament as of now. I mean, how how have you guys liked it? Obviously, it's not been what anyone's been predicting, but new. what are your thoughts on everything? Uh, my thoughts are, I had UConn. That's my thoughts. I also wanted to say, There Craig, you go. Good brag. Big, big shout out on Miami. You called them. Uh, uh, you you said they were sneaky. We kind of shit on it a little bit. So they couldn't play defense, and they knocked down Texas. I honestly thought Texas was gonna roll with them, and Texas kind of did for a bit, and then Miami fought back yesterday. Um, and and yeah, so I, I wanted to give some give some shout outs there. But other than that, yeah, I think it's been a, a great great final four. Um some some awesome teams i'm kind of glad that there's no one seeds i was i was stoked that like bama lost early florida atlantic's been fun it was kind of fun rooting for k-state i will say that was a little bittersweet to watch them lose um to to florida atlantic the other day because uh uh was it uh marquise noel was uh, he's a lot of fun to watch play point guard but it's been, I think, a treat to watch this tournament for the most part. There's been kind of the Cinderella stories, uh, a lot of parody, and I think we're all kind of in for a great, hopefully, final here. But I, I really do think that this is kind of UConn's uh, final four to lose. They've, they've looked dominant, won, won by double digits in all their games, and they, they haven't really been close for the most part. And I think... Um, Statistically speaking, based on Ken Palm rating, they're the only ones that fit the mold heading into the tournament of could win based on a good enough offensive and defensive rating. And they're still the only ones that can that can do that. And I think, you know, whoever the winner between them and Miami is obviously going to be favored. But it's, it's going to be funny that San Diego State or Florida Atlantic is also going to be playing for a national championship, which I think is a, a crazy statement to be making. Um at, at this junction uh, i don't think any what any of us would have thought we'd be saying that like two weeks ago so no <laughs> I, mean, I mean craig did you uh i know miami didn't surprise you much but 
I don't I mean, I don't want to say did it surprise you. I know that it surprised everyone, but just seeing yeah. how well they kind of handled Bama. Um, I mean, I was surprised with K-State being taken down, too, by uh, FAU. That side of the bracket is just weird. But yeah. um, I don't know. What surprised you just from kind of watching the games? What, what surprised you more than anything else? Uh, I mean, <clears throat> all the number ones obviously gone. You know, the the upsets, like Newt said. Um, and it, twos and threes. Twos, three, yeah. I mean, it's been a – I mean, this is – when they talk about, you know – Cinderella and 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 the March Mad. I mean, it, it don't get any madder than what's been going on in March Madness um uh, this this year. Um, my biggest take. Uh, I mean, FAU. Like, let's just be honest. You can win the first round, cool. Like, wow, your season's great. But like, they're not just you know. Oh, they got luck. No, they're beating teams. Like, they've been behind. I believe every game. Uh, going in, you know, going into the second half <clears throat> or the last like seven minutes or whatever it is, they've all they've been down and they find a way to come back. And they're a good. They're a good ball club, man. I like what well, I enjoy watching them. Um, Miami, I still shocked, even though I did call like Miami going far. It was just their route. And if the teams had won or lost, I just match up wise. I was always just like Miami could beat them. Like I watched them this year. That undersized big kid they got, I, I don't, I can't remember his name, hard to pronounce too, but I mean, he's a man child. He's, he's insane. Six, seven, probably looks like he's like 265 all muscle. He's just been an X factor for them. Their, their guards have, guard plays been, uh, been really well. Um, San Diego State, they're another team that's been together. I think what six players that, that play out of the eight, their main players, they've been together five years. You can't it's, – it's hard to beat that. Um, they play bully basketball. Um, they're coached really well. Um, but like Newt said, and I – you know, a part of me agrees, UConn, I mean, they're the only team that hasn't struggled. And they're just yeah. breezing past people. They got everything from defense to offense. And that's going to be the test. And like he said, it's – I think it is their tournament to lose other than – you know, oh, they're going to win or this team could win. I mean, UConn, clearly. I wish San Diego State and FAU were on opposite sides so it could be like San Diego State FAU championship because I just want that to be known as like a championship instead of, you know, it, it won't be the normal, you know, North Carolinas and all that, but I just wanted to hear those schools fighting and like anybody can do it, you know what I mean? So... It's been great. I can't even can't even lie. It's been great. We're at least gonna get one mid-major. In yeah, the, I'm okay with that. Yep. It, it's cool. But um, yeah, I would I would agree. It, it does kind of stink that they are playing each other, but um, they're both. I mean, when you get down to this level, someone's got to play each other. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> but so let, let's break down the sides of the bracket. San Diego State versus FAU. I mean, I'll, I'll just throw mine out there. I'm FAU all the way. Maybe I'm buying into the Cinderella story too much. Maybe I bet against FAU the past three games they played, and I'm burnt, and now I'm hopping on the bandwagon. I don't know. Um, But I, I, I honestly did not do my due diligence, well, with any of these teams, but especially with FAU. I mean, they lost three games all year. I, I don't care what conference you're in. you you got to be really good in order to only come out of there with three losses. Um, I just think the coaching job that Mark Few is doing, that's his name, right? Mark Few no. at FAU? He's Gonzaga. 
Gonzaga. Oh, damn. Dusty What's the uh, Dusty May? Dusty May. Thank Dusty you. May. Um, just stellar. Like, I, I think it's been the most impressive uh, coaching job I've seen this entire tournament um, where he had only one player that's been with the that's been with him for the past four years at FAU. The guy who knocked down, you know, the final three, the final Forrest. few of uh, what his last name's Forrest. I can't remember. Yeah. His first name, but yeah, I, I just like this team. And I think, you know, it's a it's a team full of names. I don't know. I still don't even know their names, but I just I look at their roster and I, I'm familiar with their faces. And I just know every single like starter on that squad. I've seen have their own electric moments. Like I, I can tell that every single player on that starting roster can make noise. And it's just a damn shame that I, I didn't know of any of them until now, you know, um, but Normal. FAU have been most impressed by and dude, I mean, I, I haven't been to San Diego state and I feel very bullish on them for the national championship too. But I'm going to pause. What are you guys thoughts on San Diego state, Florida Atlantic? Yeah, I don't know. I, I think, um, I mean, Florida Atlantic has shown they're, they're really resistant or resilient, um, and can kind of take and fight with anyone. Um, San Diego state plays some killer defense. Like, I mean, they're, they're defensively probably the best team left in the tournament, um, defensively here. And they've just really slowed down, dictate teams to play. Like they, they held Creighton to just, terrible shooting it was worse than watching iowa state try and shoot which that was impressive to to do that um and and creighton's got one of the the best offenses in in the nation um and they they made that a a 50 point ball game after what is like mid 30s at half and san diego state's like no you guys are gonna play our game in the second half and and like you know, they've and they've done that with everyone. Same thing, they slowed down Alabama. Alabama's a fast-paced team, way more athletic. And San Diego State's just really, it seemed like, dictate these games, made made it made them play their pace. And I think it's going to be interesting to see how these styles play because Florida Atlantic is like, hey, we're never going to be down because, like, everyone can shoot threes. Everyone is efficient. But Florida Atlantic actually plays great defense as well, too. Um, hits the boards. And, and they've been challenged, too. But um, they've also kind of gotten an, an interesting draw, to say the least. You know, they avoided a one seed. They got to play FDU. Um, so they kind of got an easy path to Sweet 16. And then, um, you know, they got uh, K-State. And then I, I'm blanking on who they played. They played Tennessee. I, I mean, Tennessee, the Tennessee who, and K-State you know, wins were impressive. About Rick Barnes and his inability to ever do anything deep yeah. in the tournament, which is he doesn't do anything deep in the tournament. So I'm like that was a perfect them. time for Tennessee to lose. Um, but I, yeah, I mean, they're electric fun to watch. Uh, and, and I think, like you said, like they're after what they did at K-State and how that game went, um, you know, I, 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 I honestly still would probably lean San Diego state. Cause I, I think that they'll, it's probably going to be a game where San Diego state is going to dictate pace, slow them down. And then I think the other thing that's sneaky is that, these games are always played in a huge fucking arena and shooting in that type of gym is really weird. And that dictates a team that plays great defense because like a lot of times you see in these championship games and in these final four games, teams start off really slow or they're lower like scoring games for a bit because like these teams have to figure it out. Like, and I think that could help San Diego State, especially with a team like Florida Atlantic that really thrives from three-point range. So, yeah, but. Uh, I agree with the the arena. I've never, 
I've done it not as big as some of these arenas, but when those when those stands are way back and you're it's so weird. It's it's so weird. It takes a while. It takes some type of uh, I don't know. You got to get in there and figure it out, I guess. You know, I, I've been in some weird arenas where you want to blame the court, but you got to figure it out. And uh, like you said, San Diego State plays crazy defense. Uh, what they did to Creighton. I was watching that game from start to finish, and I was just like, "Jeez!" Like, I don't know. I mean, you got to give it to San Diego State. Could have been Creighton because they shot the lights out the game game before that. But uh, they're tough, man. Um, FAU, <clears throat> they can score. They play good defense. San Diego is athletic, big, strong. Like, I a part of me, I, and I know. So is K State. K State is one of the toughest teams. All that trash talking they were doing oh man I, I was watching that like let me get in like yeah but they figured it out and I was like whoa like it was just crazy how they figured it out so a part of me wants to pick FAU but watching that San Diego State team they're tough like I said FAU's been playing against tough teams and they've been it's fine they don't get rattled and like you said um they won three games all year. They lost three games all year. They're they're not going to get rattled. It doesn't matter what conference you're in. Uh, when you win, you're you you're you're used to certain things. Like you're you're not going to get rattled. They've probably been in all types of situations. Uh, down twenty, up twenty, almost losing the game. You know, winning at the buzzer. Like they they've been through this all, and they have nothing to lose. Everything to gain, nothing to lose. It's always scary to face someone like that that has nothing to lose. What's scarier, you know, someone playing against someone with nothing to lose or playing against someone that's like, I have everything to lose. I I mean, I'm afraid of both, honestly, but I think the scrappiness of a team that's just like, eh, screw it, you know, (laughs) let's just play lights out. That's always scariest to me, I guess. Yeah, I mean, because you you have to there. What pressure do you have? People expect them to lose every game by 30, whatever team they play. K-State, uh, K-State's going to beat them all. Go, oh, Tennessee's going to beat them all. You know, whoever it is, these big names, like you said, you didn't know their names. You know, you're not supposed to. Not like that, but that's not the names you know. You don't see them on TV. You don't – no one knew that there was a Florida Atlantic that played basketball that was really good before the tournament. Like, to be honest, like, that's just that's just going to a small school. That's just part of what it is. I mean, to be honest, when I was at Iowa State, Iowa State wasn't as big as it seemed for basketball, what it is now. I say Iowa State now, people are like, oh, I say Iowa State. They're like, oh, Ohio State. I'm like, bro, no. (laughs) You know what I mean? And it builds and that's just what it is. But, you know, when you're on those teams like now, I think with NIL deals and stuff like that, um, guys are just going to schools where they're comfortable and where they want to be. And that's what's making college basketball so great, I think. Do you think there's a little bit of an asterisk on the win against K-State? Just seeing Keontae Johnson get four fouls like immediately in that game. I, I mean, you could just tell that K-State, the, it looked like after he got his fourth foul, it felt like it was, all right, Malik Noel, you do you, carry us to the promised land. And he had a hell of a game, but you can only do so much. And and I think like when Keontae was in, he couldn't do anything defensively. He would let people pass by him because he wanted to stay in the game for the next, you know, several minutes. Um, I, I don't know. It's probably an unfair claim, but that's the only thing that gives me pause on FAU. Otherwise, I really like them. But it it does make me think, you know, in another multiverse, 
would they actually have won that if, if Keontae would have been in even for 15 minutes of that game? You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. Just a I mean, thought. That's, that's also just like part of, I mean, it sucks about college athletics and I've seen the take where people have said like, I should just become more extreme if you want to keep a guy in for like, uh, after a fifth foul or sixth foul, which I think is like actually going to day. Like it becomes like a technical foul where it's like they get the possession and like two free throws. And then after, like, it's like, I think it's interesting because like the college game is so poorly officiated or can be like fluky or whatever, where it's like, you know, like we've said, we've seen Iowa state, for example, has been so different as soon as the guy picks up two and they just sitting on the bench for 10 minutes. Like it sucks. You know, same thing with K-State the other day, uh, Keontae Johnson had three, I believe, either right at the start of the second half or even through the first half. And then he picks up his fourth with 14 minutes left in the second half. And K-State yeah. chooses to sit him for basically 10 straight minutes. And then that does change, you know, the, the game a little bit, you know, like K-State's and maybe the second best player on the court doesn't get to play for 10 straight minutes because yeah. of he gets another foul and it's done. And that just sucks. You know, that stage, it's just like, you don't want that dictating a game that big. And it's like, I, it's also like at the same time, you can say, Hey, Florida Atlantic's being aggressive, targeting a guy, maybe trying to switch him into ways to get him to, to pick up fouls too. You know, it's like, it's, it, it goes, there were some, like, there were some know. soft calls though. I, I mean, I'm a big on just consistency for the most part, this tournament, they've been letting him play and I love it. Um, that was just, I mean, that's what everyone gets pissed off about. It's like, just be consistent with your calls. And I don't think it was consistent against K-State. By the way, I said Malik Noel, Marquise Noel. Sorry. The, the literal best player in the tournament. I need to, I need to correct myself on that. Sorry, guys. Sorry. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, mm, it's been soft. There's been questionable. The San Diego State Creighton <clears throat> last play. Oh, questionable. yeah. That I've one's seen, tough because it's like it's a foul. It was technically a foul. Like, of course, they're all fouls. But it's fouls. a terrible way game. for a game to end. It's like how the Super Bowl ended. You know, it's yeah. like it's a foul, but it sucks that the game ends on that. You know, it's like. But how many you, games? I mean, you guys watched probably more games than I've probably watched. You know, like, <laughs> you know. <clears throat> um, Which is why we have it, worse mental health than you, Craig. <laughs> but what I mean is, you know how it is. It's always a foul. You have to go into it knowing you're gonna get fouled. Like, yeah, yeah. When when they when I saw it, I was mad. I was like, oh, you call that? And then when they slow it down, you replay it. I'm like, I mean, that's a foul. You gotta call that hand on the hip. But yeah. that you can't lose on that moment. You can't rob a team of a Final Four for that. Now, if someone comes across and just takes you out, okay. Hey, you just got to, you know what I mean? Just like the Super Bowl. They hold all the time. They were, I, I mean, I, I saw a thing. Some guys showed five or six different holds throughout that whole Super Bowl game and they didn't call it. And now you call that one at that moment. Yeah. Like, you can't do that. And it, it is soft now. I'm tired of uh, switch everything. I understand that's what it is now. You switch everything, everybody guards. But if a little guy is on me and I go and bump him out the way, and because he's in front of me and he falls down, they call it charge. I'm tired of that. Like, that is the that didn't happen when I played. And I understand it changes. But that's not fair for the big man as an offensive player because that's why big men, all they do is shoot now. That's why there's no post moves anymore. Because if a, li if a shorter guy is on you, he's going to put his chest right on you. And if you just do a little back down on him, he's going to fall down. They're going to say, oh, it's uh, excessive. They're just going to call the foul. And it's just like, 
you got to let the big man play. Like Newt, we figured out the way to beat Craig if we ever play two on one. Get 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 some refs that are that are are very sensitive and flop. Super sensitive. Well, I, I just shoot now, so there's not much uh not much bully ball uh these days now that I'm older. The the, the shot is still there, so I'll just use my touch. <laughs> I don't know. So, my, my only counterpoint to that's going to be is that you also can't take away a San Diego State. Final four, like the the San Diego State guy clearly beat the Creighton defender off the ball, had a, had a drive to the lane, and he got pushed yeah. in the hip going up for the Absolutely. shot. Absolutely. Absolutely. He had so his hand like, on his hip to use he, that to get him up to know? block the shot. You're a thousand percent correct. So I just, in fast sucks. motion, it, it, you don't it see sucks. That. Yeah. But it, it's, it's a rough one because, like, you never want the whistle to determine it, but it's like mm-hmm. it, it determines it. I, it, I, don't I mean, like I said, I'd rather it be, you know, taking the guy out fully, you know, running into him, trying to block a shot, fully taking the guy out. All right. Because now you can't argue that. Yes. When they slowed it down, that was a foul. It just sucks. Like, I wanted to see the floater go in or, or roll out. Like, that's just yeah. March Madness. But, you know, hey, but I think either team, Creighton would have never went to a Final Four. They would have went. San Diego State's never been to a Final Four. They would have went. Hey, I, I, I like it either way. Yeah. So let's talk the other side, Miami, then UConn, then we're going to give predictions. Um, I mean, I'll keep it quick. I, I'm, I think this is like you said, new UConn's to lose. They've just been, I don't think they've lost this or they've won any game by less than double digits. They've if won I'm every not game mistaken. by double digits and they've yeah. won every game, but one by 20 plus. It, and it looked they like they were controlling the pace off. of the game too. Like control yeah. everything. Yeah, I don't know. It's it's hard to not lean the way of UConn. I was at the Miami Texas game. Very fun, tough look on Tyrese Huntry. Just cannot beat Miami in the NCAA tournament. Oh, I feel so bad for him. I just feel so bad for Tyrese Hunter. But um, it was an incredible atmosphere because the entire time everyone was just thinking Texas was gonna win. I was sitting by a bunch of Texas and Miami fans. Texas was just belligerent. They're like, oh, this is gonna be the easiest Final Four. And then at the very end. All hell broke loose. Miami comes back. And it was just awesome. I mean, it was great. I don't know what else to say. It was a very joyous occasion. It was just so great to see all those Texas fans think the entire game, oh, we're just skating by to the Final Four. And honestly, me too. I kind of thought that that was what was going to happen. I don't know. But um, I I got UConn on this side of the bracket. I am very impressed by Miami. So shout out you, Craig, on that one. Um, But I don't know. I I, I think it's UConn's to lose. Thoughts on you? Or what are your guys' thoughts? Craig, I got to give you your flowers on this. You called Miami even before the bracket was out, which I think that's that was impressive as hell. I just yeah. I, I took UConn after the bracket came out, which I'm gonna take my flowers on that one too because they have yeah. looked really good. But um, that was more so because I think I just hated every other top seed, and I was like, well, I guess I'll pick a wild card here. But you did do that. Um, you did. I was surprised with your UConn pick, and we were going back and forth. I remember that was fun. Uh, yeah, I, I was. I. I I listened to everybody else too. So when you said it, I was like, man, even Newt saying it too, I was like, oh, UConn might be. I still didn't want to believe it, but I mean, they're good. They're good. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I I think I'm excited for this one. I think I honestly, like, I hate to say this, I think this is the national championship. I think whoever wins this game is like, kind of might just like have a pretty big advantage on the other team just based on like coaching and talent. And kind yeah. of maybe maybe momentum here, um, and I think 
I think the only other thing I'm maybe worried on the other side too is like both teams are maybe like, oh, we shouldn't be here. Like we're kind of mission accomplished. Whereas like Miami made an elite eight run last year and they returned a lot of guys. Jim Laranega has been there before. He went there with George Mason. He's been in the final four, which is crazy. Um, and so he has that experience. And then UConn is just UConn. They're like the new blue blood. I think they're more blue blood than any other blue blood actually, because they've won more championships recently than just about all the blue bloods combined. So they should be actually a blue blood at this point. Um, and they've just got great talent and have done a phenomenal job. They kicked the shit out of Iowa State at the start of the year. And I was like, this team's good. Because um, mm-hmm. Which State was hilarious team. because UNC, we beat them number one team. Didn't even make the NCAA tournament. Yeah. Then we beat you or we play UConn. I think they were rated like 12 at the time. Like they were, they're ranked in the top 25 somewhere. But uh, yeah, it's just, it's so interesting how everything plays out. And they um, smoked us. So they, they, they killed they, us. They killed us. 20-point beatdown. So, Craig, you talk matchups. You know, what are your thoughts on just Miami matching up with UConn? I guess FAU with San Diego State. But um, I, I can't figure out at all how Miami and UConn match up. Like, I feel like they're just very different styles. It confuses me. It's not, it's not the one that I thought was going to be because I had UConn losing before that. Um. <clears throat> Because, like I said, I, I didn't think they was going to beat everybody by 20. I really didn't. So, yeah. Um, I, I don't see an advantage that Miami has to UConn. UConn's guards are solid. And, I mean, that's a typical UConn. I mean, let's just be honest. Their guards, especially when it's around this time, their guards go crazy. Like, I mean, we can go year, like, just go, you know what I'm saying? Almost to when I played. UConn always have guards that show up and Miami, they're fast, they're athletic, they're undersized, they can switch all positions. I just don't think it helps them in this situation with UConn. I don't, and it, I think this is where they fall. But, I mean, that end of the Texas game showed the type of team that Miami is. So I'm kind of like, you know, a little bit of me is kind of like, mm, but if, I, if, I, if, I'm a, you know, if I'm a betting man and I put my money on it, I'm going UConn. I just don't see the advantage that I was seeing with Miami, the route that they were going where I'm like, yo, they're un- like, they're just going to bother somebody. Like it's just not going to happen this time. I don't think, but you know, it is the way this tournament has been going, man, I don't know what's going to happen. So <laughs> <laughs> Miami can turn around and beat UConn by 30. And I'm sitting there like, and then you guys are like, Craig, you called it. No, I didn't. <laughs> I called from now until the way it's gone. This is how far I had Miami. And then, like, wishful after that, like, Miami, are you going to do anything? Because I because I had some type of, you know, formula. Nah, I, whatever happens now, I'm just going to take the credit whatever, if I can. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm excited to see how Miami plays because it was wild. Um, they, against Houston, I believe, shot a shit ton of threes and, yeah. and made it, made a lot. But then against Texas, I believe they shot two or three threes in the first half against Texas. They were just eating up the mid-range and the paint and, like, shooting very efficiently and kind of, like, staying in the game. It was weird. Very, like, sort of different kind of, I don't know, style of attacking Texas. And I'm I'm interested to see how Jim Laranega is going to attack UConn uh, and, and what he's going to do because I think I'm just I'm, – I'm very just interested to see how – 
this matchup is going to be. And, and I, I'm, I'm very excited for this. And, and I, I honestly, I thought going into the, the Miami Texas game, I was like, Texas is so good defensively. They are way fucking annoying. And like, just because of Texas being Texas, they're going to win this game. I felt really confident. And I was like, Texas is for sure winning this game. And now I'm like feeling like UConn's going to win this game. They should kill Miami, which is now I'm like, that means Miami's win. Like I, I'm, I can't keep doubting Miami. Like I'm like, yeah. I, I shouldn't be doubting Miami at this point because like, they're just like, even yesterday I started cooking dinner because Texas was controlling the shit out of the game expanded the lead was up by like 13 14 started cooking dinner because i'm like it's getting late here and i gotta i gotta make some food and all of a sudden i, I go back over the tv and miami's like cut it to like three yeah like, oh shit i did the same and thing like, i was <laughs> grilling I had, yeah. I had a friend in town from him uh i had a uh, best friend of mine in town from minnesota and his family was here and i was grilling and i wasn't even paying attention to the game anymore because i was like texas is Going oh they're going big ball on them you know they're taller the seven footers are coming in they're I was like it's everything. over and then like oh, my boy like, was like oh and I was like oh it's over already <laughs> like the other game's on and then I'm like he's like no he's like Miami's up I go huh I said whoa, whoa, whoa hold on so now I'm like looking at the food like now the food's not important I'm like hold on I know that's, yeah that's what happened to me that's rough but yeah so I, I don't know what to make of it but I, I'm ex- I'm excited for this I, I think. Like I said, I think this one is like going to be the national championship. So, yeah. do you think? Um, okay, so I the vibes I get from you is I know UConn's your your pick, new. But who do you who do you have it facing off? Like final two, and then the winner I got of UConn, it all. San Diego State, UConn. Okay, I'm gonna go in. I'm just gonna say this because I think a lot of us get the vibe that UConn's probably the best team. So I'm gonna zag while you guys zig. Um, Florida Atlantic, baby team of destiny. I've never, ever, ever actually put like the team of destiny as my winner, but I've just been so surprised by them. And I, I do think that they'll be San Diego state. I'm not just saying that for the sake of throwing a take out there. Um, now if they face UConn, let's just say I might hedge my bets a little bit, but I got to make it interesting. I, I'm going FAU all the way. And I, I, I have just bet against them this entire time. I'm flipping the script. Bring me to the promised land, man. I'm gonna about to put a hundred bucks on Florida Atlantic money line this weekend. <laughs> You're gonna jinx them now. Yeah. I know. I was if just thinking that's probably why win, they've been doing well. I've been betting against, against them. them. Yeah, you have to like keep yeah. betting against them. That's how this works. Otherwise, you're gonna Who you're cares? gonna mush them as soon as you jump on their bandwagon, <laughs> and then they're gonna right. like, shoot. They're gonna shoot like three of like seventeen from the three point oh, line. No. Just go ice. Score. If, if they win a national championship, yeah. one of you has to get an owl ass tat with me. <laughs> oh god no what commitment i was just gonna say i had i'd have no dog in this in this race at all yeah. all right fine I'll, I'll be on my own island cheering for fau just none of you come to me when they win and say oh yeah that's so crazy no now, this i was, get a relish iowa in their state, victory iowa state to the finals and we was gonna win you i'll get, get a cyclone i'll get any fucking cyclone if iowa state ever wins a national See, championship i've yeah. actually already committed to that if <laughs> iowa state wins a basketball or football um ncaa title I'm getting an ass tat on. Yeah. So you guys can get in on that bet with me. We'll all do it together. I don't think yeah. I, I don't. I, uh, Florida Atlantic hasn't done anything for me. Uh, yeah. I was <laughs> maybe if I would put the money the down, I'd be like, you know what? They've won me some money. Like, I'll think <laughs> about it. But uh, they've done the I opposite got, to me. They've just taken my I got money. Miami, FAU. You got to roll with Miami. 
Yeah, I do. That's what I don't want to. I want, I want it to be like FAU for the championship, but I'm going Miami FAU because it's it's different from both, and I just got to stick with Miami because I did have it from the start. I'm not going to say like I just yeah. know right now because I'm, I'm with Newt on the UConn. Like, I just have to be honest with myself. But yeah. I'm just going to keep it going to where – See, look at this. Now, uh, not it just says UConn won three or four titles in Texas. Like, this is not good. <laughs> like, it's not helping. <laughs> I look up, and that's what I see. Um, and they've won it all with, like, one head coach, like, a different head coach every time. Yeah, it, it is. It is. Come on. Like, went it with a head coach, and they just bad, and they fire him immediately, and then, like, they, they get bought him out again, and then they just yeah. somehow get a new head coach. Who goes I'm going to bring a random again. head coach, and it's like, oh, they're going to the finals again. It's like, bro, Makes no sense. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah but like, uh, that's in what seven, I'm eight years, you're going to be winning another national title uh, with right. a new head coach again. Right. <laughs> so, like, Shabazz Napier will be back coaching UConn. We'll be like, oh, oh remember that Shabazz Yeah, they're going to give him the reins <laughs> of it, or the coach yeah. is going to step down mid-year. He's going to step in, and then they're just going to yeah. go for it, like. I have one more fun fact here on uh, the San Diego State Florida Atlantic. So, um, in, watch San Diego uh, State win it now. After we, no well, so it, in um, the Aztec religion, um, the little owl was supposedly the messenger between um, the dead and the alive. So it's kind of fitting that they use the owl. So it's kind of like a death sentence that they're playing the owls. So they're kind of saying like I saw this on Twitter, but it was like someone was saying that. FAU is kind of like an, an owl coming to face the Aztec means like an Aztec death is approaching. So, oh, I like that. I do like that. You saw that on Twitter. See, Twitter's undefeated. Yeah. <laughs> you get so much stuff from Twitter. It's like, what? Yeah. Uh, well, should we move on from uh from the NCAA tournament? Just talk a little bit of Iowa State. Um, you know, favorite moments. Let's let's get in right into the good shit, right? Because I mean, it was a shitty ending. Let's just be real here. Did we even talk about the ending of the Iowa State basketball season? We have a podcast. Maybe that's okay. Yeah, maybe that's okay. Well, hey, did, um, did any of I'll, you guys go to a, a bar bars in uh, Pittsburgh and watch it with a bunch of pit people and just like watch the most oh, depressing thing ever? Oh, Iowa State was, I didn't like, even bad. think about the, that. The worst school they've ever seen play basketball before, and you just sat there like, oh yeah, this is great. This is oh, I didn't even think about that. Year. Oh, I bet that was tough. <laughs> and you were all dressed up in your cardinal and gold, ready to ready to just cheer on the Cyclones <laughs> and drink Ooh. some bleach. Um, oh, that's terrible. pretty bad. I didn't even think about that for you, dude. I did not. I, I like now. A part now of me was I just wear Iowa State stuff, which I always wear Iowa State stuff out and about. People be like, "Oh, you guys are the team that Pitt smoked." And I'm like, <laughs> "Fuck you." <laughs> We were okay. Going to shit a, pit. A bar in I'm, Iowa like, City. I'm like on the West Virginia train now. I'm like, yeah, eat shit pit. <laughs> Rather go to a bar in Iowa City now. <laughs> yeah. Craig, yeah. do we even have the excuse of the rims screwing up our shot? Because it was quite literally. I, I don't know how they true this is, but to take the actual the worst, like the worst shooting like performance ever in an in a NCAA tournament game from what second, I've been seeing. I've been saying it second all worst? year. Okay. Second worst. I've been saying it all year. And then when I started talking to you guys, if Iowa State had some type of post anything, it could have changed something. They relied yeah. on their guards shooting. The bigs were catching the ball in situations. They looked lost. I was just like – my goodness, like, it was so tough, like, watching that because they relied on the jump. The jump shot doesn't 
okay, yes, sometimes it falls, sometimes it doesn't. Let's look at Creighton. Creighton's jump shot wasn't falling. He was throwing it up in the air to the big man, doing what he does, throwing it inside, see if he can get something done. A back cut every now and then, like they change. It's not going to always be a three-point shot. It, it, sometimes you just yeah. go cold, and you have to have something else. And if you don't have a big man that you can confidently throw it into, and I'm not, you know, ragging on those guys, but I'm just like, maybe that's not what they wanted to do this year. Maybe, they, you know, they got guys coming in next year for that. I don't know. But in the Big 12, you need a post presence at some point because yeah. it can help you. It was – the team – Honestly, looked everyone who was touched the ball looked afraid to have the ball besides Lipsy. But then Lipsy like is afraid to shoot. So so then it's like okay, but like it was crazy because it was like when we were running like any sort of like out and setting picks, it everyone looked slightly uncomfortable with the ball for honestly the first seven eight minutes of the game, and Pitt just completely dictated everything. Everything. And and then. It was, I mean, we never found our footing for, for about a five minute period at the end of the first half, we were playing good back and forth basketball, had some momentum a little bit going in towards the second half where we're like, where like our defense was kind of leading to good, easy shots on us. It was, it was honestly leading to transition bucket for the most part. And then we come out the second half and don't score a basket again for 10 minutes. And it's like, Oh, okay, cool. And what and was hilarious this, was, the second half, we were on the other rim, and we were even worse shooting. Thing. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I feel three bad for Three of 22 Jaren, or three of 24 from the field yeah. in the second half. 18%. I, I, I do agree. I don't think not many people wanted to touch the ball. And I think maybe that was a little bit of Jaron for the first five minutes. But then I kind of saw he's like, all right, we need to get something going. And I, I just felt bad for him because it looked like he was really, really trying to get something. And he was just getting murdered in the paint. He was. It felt like he was double and triple teamed. They had a good game plan against us. They're like, here are a couple of their scorers. Let's take them out. Let, let's double team Jaron whenever he drives. Let's make him kick it out and make them shoot threes on us. It was a really good game plan by Pitt. Um, I don't know. I, I feel I feel bad for our players because that's that was their worst performance all year with the exception of maybe Iowa. And it's just I, shitty that that's I the way to lose. This was worse than Iowa. It had to have been. Yeah, this was the bad. worst. This might have been worse than too. any performance we had in 2020. Mizzou was horrible. We were, I, I was looking at that like they were, it was almost like I, I stopped watching it because I was like, God. Yeah. The only thing that wasn't bad about this one was that Pitt started missing shots. <clears throat> like our, our defense was still good and stuff. But the, I think the things that were different about Mizzou and Iowa is we were still playing good at defense and they were still hitting shots and we're just like, okay, this fucking sucks. We're not going to win this at all because we can't get into like, we just can't get down double digits. It would have got, uh, it could, it, it should have been like 80 something. So. Oh yeah. Like right. this pick game, like we shouldn't, it shouldn't have been any business like us being within single digits a half based on, we didn't score our first basket, like our first basket until I believe there's 10 minutes. There's like 10:45 on the game clock because mm-hmm. we'd scored. Yeah. We'd had two people get fouled, and one person hit one free throw. And it was Trey King hit one free throw, and then I think it was Shun hit one free throw. And it was 22 to two. And then we mm-hmm. finally hit our first field goal. And I was in the bar, and I sarcastically cheered by myself, and we're just like, "Woo! We finally made a basket!" <laughs> like just so sarcastically. 
and it was like the most like pitiful thing in the world to fucking like let out but i was just so goddamn frustrated watching that thing and then the the second half was the exact same way you know it was it was worse it was worse <laughs> if we beat it it probably could have went to the lead eight uh maybe it I mean, it not with the way we were playing probably getting boat raced by xavier <laughs> It was probably, but um, but Xavier reminded me of like kind of like a TCU or something. So it's like I'm not afraid. You know what I mean? Like the route. Yeah, like, I wasn't it, afraid of Pitt either. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're definitely right about that. If we had to shoot on the in that same gym again. Uh, God damn, we had to play in that arena again. I'd be like, oh, are we gonna break fifty? Did we all agree that we rather Pitt win that that? No, we all did. I, I was uh, yes. Is that what we? No, said? I was. I would rather play Mississippi State just because of the yeah, I think play oh, yeah, style okay. of Pitt. But I, I mean, I'll say this, pit, right? I think he, I want to yeah. pit. I want to yeah. pit too. I wanted Mississippi State, but I will say, like, I that had nothing to we do with the matchup. That was just that we were just, just cold. Beyond. Yeah. Oh no, I know. That I'm did not matter. Saying, like, it just I was so like it got to the point where like I watched. I I was I think I missed the first two minutes of the game. So because I was just so like uh yeah I was just pit like I'm I'm gonna catch it. I was doing some stuff like. That's how, like, I just wasn't worried about it. Like, first round's us. I was looking at sure. the bracket, like, who's going to win? Oh, can we get to this? Oh, Sweet 16, yeah. Craig, you Ooh, do what we do. We always look ahead. But you're not supposed to do that as a player. You're not supposed to do that as an athlete. It depends don't who look we're ahead. Playing. Yes, we, uh-huh. It <laughs> depends right. who you're playing. Yeah, sometimes it, it – listen, if, if players tell you they don't look ahead of, of who Why? they're playing, you don't think uh, <laughs> Purdue looked at uh, Fairly Dickinson <laughs> and was like, uh, we going to keep on going? Yeah. You're not supposed to, but it's a natural thing to do. (laughs) So I'm glad that you're saying that. So I will say we probably have about like 15 minutes and we should probably talk about some positive things that came from this season. New, it looks like it it looks like you're chopping at the bit. What do you need to say? I don't know if I have. I'm just kidding. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, it's that one's just a rough one. I like I I'm I'm like. I I think I had the worst, like just being in Pittsburgh. I wanted yeah. the trump card because if we just beat Pitt, like we don't ever play them anything either. So it's like I yeah. can hold it over Pitt people's heads, but now they get to hold it over my head. Oh, and yeah. I'm just like, I'm the fucker that wears Iowa State stuff. And like any random scrub can come up to me and be like, like, oh, Iowa State, like, didn't they just get smoked by Pitt the other, like in the tournament? There's and, nothing and you can like, say. Shut up. Like, shut up. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> I, I like I I I'm away from Iowa fans. I don't got to deal with their bullshit. Now I got to deal with this. Like somehow, like what, leave me alone. Right. Um, I mean positives on the year. You know, like tournament team, great. You uh, you can give one. I mean, I'll, I'll start because I feel like we need some momentum. Caleb Grill against UNC. I know, like again, looking back at it. But the thing is, it it doesn't UNC take away from good, how, dude. And I knew you were gonna say that, but guess what? It doesn't take away from how pumped I was at the time when it happened. Like that was, I look back at the season. That was when I was at my happiest, when I was in this little ignorant spot in my life where I thought UNC was the best team in college basketball. Even then I really didn't, but, and I was like, Oh my gosh, now Iowa state's the greatest team in college basketball. That little split 48 hours before we played UConn was maybe the happiest I felt in so long. Cause it was also during football season. That wasn't going too well for us. So that was my favorite memory. Um, also, a good one to reflect back on because that's how I remember Caleb Grill. Um, and also, Caleb Love is now transferring. So we technically forced him Who? into the transfer portal. I, Caleb Love of the UNC. Guy from uh, oh. NC. Yeah. 
He was really good. He and Caleb Grill were going at it, and he did like the yeah. short man taunt to him oh, at the very yeah. beginning of the game, and that was what got Grill just going. Go so on. that was easily my favorite, my favorite memory, I guess, of the year. You guys got to give me something. G- give me. I like, something. I'm excited for Lipsy. I, I, I Lipsy is okay. like a bright bright star for the future. Um, I'm excited to watch him develop. As someone who plays point guard, I love watching good point guard play. So, and he's like, he's gonna, he should be, whatever. I thought Tyrese is gonna be here too, and I, he should be someone who hopefully will develop over over multiple years um, in Cardinal and Gold. Um, so I, I'm excited for that. Um, TJ overperforming with a lack of talent again. Like I don't mean to throw the team under the bus, but once again, this is a team that a lot of it's taken from the transfer portal. A lot of guys take in that, like, these aren't TJ's recruits. None of these yep. guys TJ has, like, developed over time. None of these guys TJ has, like, had a working relationship with more than, like, a year or two. Besides, like, Caleb Grow was the only one, and it was Caleb Grow at different pieces or parts. And now TJ's finally starting to get, like, people into his system or people who are going to be here over multiple years. And so I think that's that's an exciting part and to see us be in the tournament twice and make a sweet 16 run the one year is awesome. Um, and just to kind of know that we have a, a good foundation and, and like, you know, it'd be better. Like it's much better than, Hey, like coming off a rebuild and you know, we were maybe whatever playing in the CBI and no one's talking about us at all, at least, you know, like, yeah, it was a shitty tournament performance, but we still made the tournament still six seed, some good noise and like heading into next year with the recruits coming in, uh, it's, it's going to be exciting. Like I'm way more excited for basketball next year than football, like by far. I I love pulling your teeth to have you say something positive because it will always end in something negative. Yeah. I'm way more pumped for basketball because (laughs) our football team is ass. (laughs) (laughs) It's true, dude. I I'm okay. Like I'm just, I'm sorry, but the only thing that I can think about right now is like, the end of January through the entire month of February was absolute hell as a Cyclone fan. Like, watching Brock Purdy get hurt and then watching yep. the basketball team, like, absolutely fall apart for, like, yeah. six out of seven straight games and getting decimated at Hilton for, like, three straight losses was just, like, rough. That doesn't happen. It's It was bad. Sorry. I didn't get pumped when they beat Baylor because I was like, I-, I don't know, like, this team. And then they they – they turned it out in the tournament. So, I, it, yeah. Craig, what, what was your favorite memory? Was it beating Baylor three times? Was it sweeping Scott Drew? That was a good one. That was pretty good. I mean, you it's funny. You actually took mine. It was Caleb in North Carolina to start off the year to be excited um, how they beat North mm-hmm. Carolina. I have friends that play overseas that went to North Carolina. I got the text and uh, tell them and rub it in their faces. So, um uh, That's what I'm saying. Then, that that so split, like second of ignorance, that, when you think right. you beat the best team in the country, For is sure. just and then they amazing. They don't make the tournament; and they fall apart. It's like, oh, is that a fluke? <laughs> but then, uh, then I'm like, okay. So I was listening to you do that, and I go, okay, think of another one. And then it was the Lipsy, and then he took that one. I was just like, I'm thinking the same <laughs> stuff because I got he, I got one more. If you need he's help, he's shown a promising. Like he's going to get better, and yeah, let's say. Worst case scenario, he does not. He's still a solid guard for the next whatever years he has. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. he, but he will get better because I'm. I watched it. I watched him get better. I watched him handle pressure. We don't expect much for him from him, and he did 
above and beyond of what he's supposed to do. And those players are special. Yeah. And I could see him having a, a Monte Morris route of like always doing this when he's playing, always going up when he's playing. Uh, I mean, every year with his game, just uh, adding something to it, uh, more poise. And he's a natural point guard. Like Newt said, Newt's a point guard. He's a natural point guard. And I love good point guards because I benefit being a pick and pop shooter, big man. So good point guards are rare trust. I've played all over the world and <laughs> good point guards are hard to find. So um, I am excited for TJ's recruits, his guys that he, you know, believe in him and want to play for him to come in. Um, I feel, unfortunately, one of his best ones to come in won't be there for long. Um because he's just that good. Um, but at least he'll have them. Um, they're really good at getting transferred guys. There's a lot of guys transferring. There's a couple guys um, maybe they can go after. But mm. you never know. I mean, I like, you know, Puff Johnson from North Carolina would be a great addition to Iowa State. Uh, space uh, pick-and-pop four-man who can guard and play really good defense, very coachable. I actually know... His brother, his brother's uh, Cameron Johnson, which is a really good player for the Nets. So, um, you know, that would be kind of cool, you know, if they can go after some big transfers and get them or just have solid. They have a good a knack for finding transfers. So we'll we'll see what happens. But I mean, you, you don't need to give TJ much what he's shown in the last two years. He'll figure it out. And that's the best part of having TJ. Um, and, you know, me, I'm biased. To TJ, I, he's the greatest. So, <laughs> mm -hmm. I, I did want to say um, the Gabe Cal sure shot against TCU, I think, was peak season because that was that my point, other one I was going to throw. At that point, we were, yeah. I was like, we could win the Big 12. I, yeah, I, I, I yeah. genuinely thought that. I was like, okay, we just picked up a big road win yep. against a good TCU team and felt pretty confident in like our ability to potentially like do well in the conference and also just like Gabe. I mean, we've, we saw Gabe in the tournament last year. We've seen Gabe, Gabe loves the spotlight. Um, and just him stepping up with that. It was a sick ass shot, um, yeah. to hit. And so, um, that was a lot of fun. I always like those moments too, because like my favorite is like when those Iowa state moments happen, I always have like friends or like my dad and stuff will text me just like go cyclones and shit like that. And those are, those are always honestly like some of the best like texts to receive about shit. So like, oh, I was trying to think of like when I got those go cyclones texts and those are, those are kind of those, those moments when then that was one of them that happened. I, I get like, those oh. too. You yeah. see your boy? You see your cyclones? Yeah. Like, well, you know. <laughs> so you guys said Tame and Lipsy. That's a really good bridge to what I want to talk about next. Um, what's in store for the next year? I, I mean, Taman's looking really good. I'm just kind of looking at the transfer portal. Um, I know we talked about Eddie Lampkin earlier of TCU. I don't know if we've re reached out to him by any means. I like him. I like Caleb Love. I don't, again, I don't know if Iowa State's even, if these guys are on the radar, but I know we have reached out to Jamison Battle of Minnesota. Um, clearly there is, there is a connection between Minnesota and Iowa State with Gabe transferring in. So I think that that is a very legitimate one. And I know he's very shopped right now a lot of people want him um but as far as the transfer portal the transfer portal is going to transfer portal i mean we lost eli king which i feel bad about because we interviewed the guy fell in love with him and i think when i see these players and i just know how good they are but 
the fans, you know, or who are maybe wanting to see it on the on the Iowa State basketball court aren't able to see it. I feel so bad for him because dude is a baller. He's going to be incredible somewhere else. Um, but he's probably one of what might be a couple more dominoes to fall. I I think, you know, with Omaha Bailu coming in, Milan Momchilovic, I think that's how you pronounce his name, uh, Caden Fish, we have a really, really good class coming in that should hopefully give us a couple years. I don't know about Omaha, but um, I don't know. I, I It's hard to not feel really good about the position we're in, uh, despite the fact that we are losing some really key players. Yeah, I'm not going to get too wrapped up in the transfer portal until, like, yeah, because that's going to be a mess. It's like, there's so many names nowadays that so it's just, many. like, you can, like, just get a name. You're like, this guy averaged 20 at a mid-major. This guy was, like, 15 at this place and that place and whatever. That it's just, like, all right, until this person's, like, I'm playing at Iowa State, I'm just going to, I'm going to, like, right. be be stoked when that happens. But, um, I, and and I think TJ will do a good job. I mean, we've seen him do it in his in his years here you know he's gotten you know brockington he got shun and jaron holmes this last year we got gabe to come so there's been a there's been a lot of you know high profile guys i've wanted to come for tj and also getting these results early on for tj is also a great recruiting tool like hey look at what i've done in iowa state in my short term like my short amount of time here we also we're young. We got a lot of playing time still open. You know, like I'm getting recruits in here, but it's not like you're going to have to come in and compete with a bunch of like sophomores, juniors, or guys who are seniors going into the year. They're like, Hey, you can come in right now. You can take maybe 25, 30 minutes a game at, you know, the three, the four or whatever. Lipsy is about the only person who probably has about guaranteed 30 minutes next year. Omaha. That's about it. You know, and in Omaha, yeah, yeah. I mean, Omaha's, <laughs> Omaha's going to play as much as he wants. Exactly. Dude, um, did you hear the, he's been with Milan's too, at two. I mean, he just won Wisconsin basketball state player of the year as well. Yeah. So in Omaha has been tearing up the all American practice right now. Yeah. Like yeah. everyone says he's been the headline story. It's usually an offensive player. Bronny James is there and they're saying, no, the story is Omaha Baloo on the defensive side of the ball. And Bronny's it's incredibly that, rare, but Bronny's decent. Bronny's that I got in because, and I'm not knocking Bronny because I take, if I'm Iowa State, I take Bronny on my team. Not yeah. because of, I think not because of his Bronny dad, but the way he plays basketball. Like, people knock. I'm not going to lie. I just want him because of his dad. I'll be honest. <laughs> but they knock him as a player, and he's a very good D1 player. Is he a top yeah. five pick in the NBA draft? Absolutely not. But I can see Bronny being a 10-year pro, and he did it by himself. Absolutely. He plays basketball the right way, and I'm, I'll am i take that. Also, just knowing how LeBron plays and, like, his basketball IQ and stuff, like, yeah. Apple usually doesn't fall too far from the tree. So no. Now, uh, little brother, And even if he's, like, half of the IQ that LeBron has, he's still going to yeah. be better than everyone yeah, else. I'll take, like, yeah, I'll take half of – I'll take a, a fourth of LeBron's IQ. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But now, Bryce, the little one? I'm waiting to see. That's the one that I have is going to be a little different. Yeah. yeah. Little Brother's always got, like, a chip on the shore because he's had he's to deal with Ronnie his entire life, and he's had to, like, yeah. trying to, you know. And he's still got LeBron shit, so it's like, yeah. all right. And he's about um, to, he's going to be, like, 6'8", six, 6'9", six, like, legitly. So yeah. he that that helps him over uh, Brownie. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's funny. But it's exciting. Like, I, I'm – like I said, I'm I'm stoked for next year for basketball. I'm stoked for whatever multiple years. I'm 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 excited for TJ to get his guys in. Like that that's the biggest part. Is this is like year three, TJ finally is not like 
putting having to get random scraps and putting together like a Frankenstein right. of a roster. Like that's that's mm-hmm. so hard to do. Like I think that's that's the biggest thing. Like we always have to like, you know, even bitching about like this team or where it was at or like being disappointed or whatever. It's like, okay, but you still have to think about where this team was two years ago and where Prome left us and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, all right, if you would have told me when we were two and twenty two and like feeling super apathetic about this team that TJ we were gonna have a coach take us to a sweet sixteen and another NCAA tournament appearance be competitive in like almost all your big 12 games, all this kind of stuff. Um, like be happy as a clam. So it's like, all right. You know, what's a really good selling point for TJ Otzelberger or no, not, not TJ, but technically just Iowa state come to Iowa state, then transfer whenever you want, make an elite eight, make a sweet 16, Rasir Bolton. I, I think, uh, obviously Tyrese Hunter, who is the other guy, the really short guy, his name is Tyler something. Anyway, he went to Memphis and made a sweet 16. So, Hey, Maybe just come to Iowa State, chill for a bit, and you know, then then go and get your rings. Wait, Tyler cool. Harris made a sweet sixteen at Memphis. Anything with the transfer portal? Tyler Harris, there? that's it. What's that, Craig? Isn't that any? Isn't that just anything with the transfer portal? Like, I mean, yeah, but, but if now, we start like, advertising it, then you know, there's maybe a guy it'll happen. There, there's a guy in the transfer portal. The stepping stone program. <laughs> yeah, like, he's yeah. from Kentucky on the transfer uh, portal. Think he he think he played like six minutes, but he's gonna go somewhere and be the man because he went to Kentucky. And I'm like, really? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just feel like the transfer portal was just like, whenever you start making noise, don't stay at the school you've been at. Use that momentum and go somewhere else, and then that's how you're gonna. I'm like, that's kind of messed up. I don't like that. Now, I like yeah. the transfer portal in general for college basketball because it's keeping guys in college basketball. And I think that's where you grow your brand. I'm a marketing major. So like, I just think it's really important to have that foundation. Um, not that you need it, but I just think it's, it's a nice added layer to have And NIL is helping people stay in, but I don't like that, Craig. Yeah. I don't like it when you're building your own brand, where you're at, where you initially chose to go. Um, now there are situations where Coach isn't playing me. Coach and I just don't get along. Yeah, Maybe I, I should go. I yeah, that. I get it. I'm glad they can but, transfer without sitting out. Yes, I like that. If you got yeah. promised, you know, I'm going to play and then you don't. And then, you know, you're a good player. Mm-hmm. Transfer somewhere and go be. Yes, absolutely. But don't, so, you know, I don't. What do you think uh, about the Tyrese Hunter situation, Craig? Have I even asked you about the Tyrese Hunter? Like, were you as pissed off as us? Mm, I, I kind of, I, I mean. Just say it. Just say it. Just say it. It happens. I, it, say that's it. normal. I just I felt like that was Wesley Johnson when I was at Iowa State. He was. Oh you know, gosh, you you're upset, right. You get upset, and then Wesley was trying to tell me like, "Bro, you better leave. Come with me, or go somewhere else." And a part of me, you know, after freshman year, I was thinking about it. I'm telling you, every year I had at least six players transfer. Yeah. So it's like, Man. you know, it, it sucks, but. The hearing, you know, my friends and my brothers at the time, why they're why they are transferring, it makes sense. And some guys they were transferring because they just couldn't cut it. And it I felt even yeah. worse for that. And you know, I, Wesley had to transfer, and this is you know, this is not talking about Wes, but Wesley transferred because Wesley wanted to be something that he didn't want to guard. Wesley wanted to be on the wing. He went to a school that didn't play defense. He went to the NBA, it proved Wesley doesn't play defense. Like it helped him. Hey, <laughs> I don't know if he would have made it as high as he did at Iowa State because of that. I don't know, but he went. He was man. Wesley was hiding in that in that Syracuse, and I don't blame him. Yeah. He didn't, all he had to do was be Wesley, and it was very easy to be Wesley. 
I know, was, and I was fine guy. with Tyrese transferring for the money because he wasn't going to get it at Iowa State. It's no. the yeah. fact of it's yeah. the fact of the matter of how he's handled it afterwards that's pissed me off. It, like that's he's embraced the villain role. Yeah, no, well, like which but in a way I kind of like. But but, but it, he's been a dude, to like he's been a douchebag about it. Like yeah. like he's been like <laughs> one. He has like he hasn't just like rec- like been upfront a little bit about like why he transferred. He's yeah. like he's lied essentially and said like. I transferred for development reasons when Iowa State's put like more people in the NBA than Texas has over the last yeah, whatever right. years, especially guards, especially right. guards. Um, and then two, it's like he was saying, uh, well, yeah, it's like it's like even what it was after Pitt beat us, he fucking posted the Blake guys, whatever, like with the salute emoji, and it was just like, dude, fuck you, man. Like, and it's like, it just it's just those things that it's like, and then you go to Texas, like. It's all this kind of stuff where it's just like, all right, man, like, I get it. Like, you're young. Go get your money. Like, it, it, always make your money. Like, I, I've always said this oh. on the podcast. Like, any, any, especially anyone who's playing football, I'm like, if we have, like, I've, I've said it with, like, David Montgomery. I said it with Akeem Butler. Anyone on, like, our football team, if they can go get money and they have, like, an extra year of college eligibility, I'm like, go get drafted in the NFL get and get money. that contract because, like, you need to go get that because football is so dangerous. So I get it. Like, even in NCAA level here, but it was just like the, the fact of like, just, I don't know the way it's been done and the way he's handled it. It's just like, and we're normally like a good fan base about it too. You know, it's yeah. like, we normally don't like sort of put ill will on players, but like the fact is that the way it's been handled, he's kind of allowed it. Like it, it's been, it's not been handled by him, which then we have not handled it well as a fan base either. So it's gotten reciprocated of like, he's embraced the villain role. And we've also kind of been like, yeah, fuck you, dude. So the thing with when, when that whole thing went down, when he initially announced his transfer, um, you know, someone asked him like, Hey, what was the reasoning? And he even said, NIL is a part of it. It's not the biggest thing. So we kind of knew when he initially made his announcement, all right, I don't blame you. And then from there, a lot of Cyclonation grew together. We're like, right, is anyone going to blame him for going and getting like an like a million dollar bag from NIL? No. And so then I think everyone was really nice. And then he went to Texas. That left a sour taste in our mouth. And then he kind of went back on his word months later and said, NIL had nothing to do with this. And we're like, okay, well, dude, if anything, that is what we understand. Like we get that. Now, here's a spin zone. I think I love that he's embraced the villain role because deep inside of me, when when he initially went to Texas, part of me is like, I understand, so I don't want to be a, a dick about this. But now he's a villain. I'm like, oh, now I can be a dick. Now I wanted, now I get to become who I always wanted to become with this situation. Now I get to be insufferable because you're being insufferable first. So in a way, shout out Tyrese, still can't beat Miami. <laughs> we are all the you. We are all the you. Um, Cyclones and we, hurricanes. We deviated we're, just, so we're, we're storm bros. <laughs> um, Bobby Jones is also back. That's huge. Big Rob energy. So that's that's great. Really excited to have Bobby Jones and his uh, effort, enthusiasm on the court back there. New. Break it down on Bobby Jones. I'm excited for it as long as he just doesn't have to play extensive minutes. Yes. Yes, exactly. 
Which, um, like, we even started the pit game with him starting, which did not make sense to me. Why was Shun not out there to start the game? Yeah. And it's like, what? And then, it's always a reason. I, 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 that is the one thing I love TJ. I'm never going to, but like, sometimes the handling of Shun's minutes, time on the court, there were multiple games this year where like Shun wasn't even in foul trouble. And it's like, why is Shun getting less time at the five than, than Robert Jones right now? Especially when we're down and we need points. I mean, he's okay. better at defense, much better offensively. I don't know. Better at the but, but we stand line. with Bobby. We stand with <laughs> like, Bobby. I just I, I I don't know. It was it was at times like just kind of frustrating to watch. And I, I, I to be very, very brutal brutally honest. But I mean, yeah, it's, That's it's brave be great to have another, you know, like another key piece of veteran leadership back, someone who's, who's been around the block and will be able to, like, you know, it's important, especially when we're going to have a lot of young guys come in or transfers come in to set the tempo. Like that's, that's what Gabe really embraced this last year in the off season. You know, it's what we're hoping probably Taman Lipsy does, but he's also only a freshman. So like, you're going to need a guy who might like Lipsy and a Bob Jones might have to, you know, a transfer who comes in who, let's say they're 22, 23, might have to have a, a duo of those two being like, hey, yeah, summers here suck because coach just takes us out to the fields and we just run. You don't actually play basketball. You just sprint and get in really good shape. And the, if it's like just Lipsy, they'll be like, quiet little sophomore. I don't know, whatever. You know, people have egos, oh, but like Bob Jones has been like, I've been here. <laughs> so. I love Pete. He's made me run a bunch of times too. <laughs> <laughs> um, just to wrap this up, Craig, did you know that we're in a Twitter poll of best Cyclone Twitter account? I guess. Best, really? I mean, us and like a hundred other 64. people. <laughs> so it's a pretty big honor. We're very honored. <laughs> So, and it was a random person who did it, but yeah, uh, I, it was at Cyclone Dave. Um, shout out Cyclone Dave for the Twitter poll, but this means a lot to us. So if you're one right. of our listeners, then we could use your three votes. Go on Twitter right now. <laughs> all, all of you, all you three listeners, go on Twitter right now and vote for Outside the Lines. We need this. This will put us exactly where we need to go. We were suspended for a year, so boom, we're back after we win this Twitter poll. Craig, can we get your support that uh, we are the GOAT cycle on Twitter account? Yeah, I got to get back on Twitter. Uh, mine got hacked yeah. years ago. I gave up. <laughs> I honestly didn't even know you had a Twitter account. So. It, got, it got hacked and it got dark. Like People were hitting me up like, what are you talking about? And like, what what hey. was uh, some of the darkness? I don't know. They were talking about all types of stuff. Like I, I, I wish I could remember some of this. It was just like random. Like They're like, uh, you okay? And I'm like, that's not me. Ooh. There's a common like spam DM that goes around on social media where it's like, OMG, look who died. Don't you know them? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, holy shit. And like the first time I got it, I'm like, oh my gosh, who is this? Like, no, no. And then I look at it, I'm like, oh, you know, it's terrible. It's like a, a yeah, it's just Craig Bracken's man. DMing me. That's all, you know. Yeah. Looking for uh, everybody's accounts, you know. We're going to have to use the IG to promote the, the Twitter poll. Do we actually want to promote a Twitter poll on on Instagram? I mean, we can. If, if we want to just go win. balls deep into this thing, I'm down. Like, I think if, if we want to make this our Super Bowl. far enough, we're going to have to. We got, we're going to have to face Barstool, Iowa State at some point. And that's, that's oh, we got to beat them. 
Oh, we got to beat them. I mean, we got that account to where it's at. So. Hey, that you're looking ahead. You're doing the classic outside of the lines move. We're, we're not looking <laughs> at the next matchup. Yeah, we're, we're looking way Alex far ahead. In, in the in like the Sweet 16 or something. I'm supposed like to be at Iowa State next month. Nice. What, for what? Visit TJ. Talk. Uh, um, just talk to him about. I haven't talked to him in person in a while. About so why play there. And how he should come on the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I, I, mean, I can. I can get. Yeah, let's get us four. You could. You can. Yes. Right, you, you be on it. You, hey, I can I'm get on you guys other players on the podcast if you want. We should. We should. We right. um. I wanna. I wanna talk to Deontay Garrett at some point. He was my favorite player get, when he was at Iowa State. Okay. I could get DG on there. Uh, I'm still like I talked to DG. That's that one's easy. Chris Babb's easy. Uh, oh, Babb's easy. I get Yang on there. What, dude? Yeah. How come we him. haven't done this before? Wait, Newt, should we cut out all asked. of this so listeners don't get the uh, the idea? No, no, we gotta get Yang on here. I could get all I right. Could get, I could get the mini bus on there. Let me let me oh. get him up. I could get the mini bus. The mini on there. the mini bus. <laughs> the mini van. <laughs> I, I have some mini bus on there, man. He still Actually, I like mini bus. That's I think the nickname. It's the mini van. It's oh, a mini bus, <laughs> minivan, whatever the hell it is. I'm old. I like mini bus. <laughs> I like mini. I like mini bus. I think that's a my new bad, nickname. George, my bad, George, my bad. <laughs> Let me not mess up the brand. My bad, man. Uh, nah, well, George shoot, cool. yeah, because he, he plays definitely get so odds on people in Philly that I know, and I've uh, talked to him and helped him around and stuff like that. So he's still a good kid. I, I really like George. I know you don't need any financial support, but if you like get odds on the pod, um. I'll I'll give you I'll just Venmo you a hundred bucks. I want to hear what you I want to hear y'all you know I want to hear y'all talk to other players like especially my friends too like that'd be fun like you know especially like Babs a really Babs a really good dude Deontay's hilarious that would be fun he's just funny so he seemed like a pretty cool dude he is um well I guess if you're again one of our three listeners um, appreciate you making it this far slide in our DMs let us know who Craig should get on the podcast for us. Um, aside from TJ Otzelberger, because it sounds like he's already committed to that. But um, any last closing thoughts before we close up today, boys? I got UConn. Dead air. I got UConn. UConn win it all. UConn. All right. Uh, I'm just looking for great. The, the these next games, great. Uh, on a different note, uh, the girl. I know it's hard for me to say, but the girl from Iowa, Clark. I'm going to watch that Ooh. again, too. She's different. <laughs> I kind of, I rarely root for their, their demise, though. Oh, for sure. I it's am. Iowa, but it's just, I just want to see Kayla's a little her. bit different, though. Like, she's, she no, great. You cannot be rooting for Iowa. I'm not rooting for them as a team, but I'm rooting for her to do well. Individually, yeah. root for her. It's okay to root. Like I you want her to drop her, a sixty point, like a sixty lose. point performance, and I will lose in horrific fashion at the end of the game. That's what I'm like hoping Absolutely. for. Championship yeah. game, lose by sixty. She goes for sixty, and then it just lose makes Iowa look. She horrible. has all I'm of okay Iowa's points. That. Yeah, mm-hmm. there we go. Okay, so we got to figure it figured out. All right. Yeah. Glad we're all on each other's side here. <laughs> um, yeah, but Nuska, UConn. Them, I want them to play South Carolina. Do they play South Carolina next? Oh, they're going to get like beat the by entire, 40 if they play South Carolina. Yeah, because the entire year, everyone's <laughs> been saying, like, was South Carolina's got the one 
I can't remember her name, but it's been her and Kaylin Clark that yeah. like everyone's been like, Kaylin Clark's way better, which I think Kaylin Clark is much more dynamic. But it'd be really funny if South Carolina just came in there, smoked the shit out of them, and then it'd be like Iowa Twitter being just whatever. Like, just she'd still drop a 30. 30- 11 she would. I mean, she'd still show up and do some she's, shit. She's and, good, man, because people she, talk about yeah. all that shooting. Her vision is crazy. Yeah. And oh, she yeah. sees it all. And and I was watching the game. They are game planning for her. She still gets buckets. You know how hard that is? Craig, could you do that? Double teamed. I know. I was tripled and double teamed and still had to score 20 a game. It's exhausting. Because <laughs> 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 you have to figure it out. <laughs> Let alone there might be some wear and tear after games like that, too. Oh, my I mean, God. I, can't, I don't see how she's still doing it. Oh, with a day or two of rest, like a day? Like, uh-uh. Like, yeah. Oh, well, she's young. I, I When I was young, yeah, I could play every, you know. But still, you have to come up with, like, staying in it if you don't score first. She scored the first, like, seven minutes, and then start getting buckets. Like, you have to stay into it. Like, all right, they're going to they're gonna wear down or something like that. When you're the When you're the focal point, there's other things. And the best thing that she does is get her teammates open. So now they're worried about that. Now it's one-on-one. She's getting a bucket easily. Mm. And that was talking Caitlin Clark. Newt is fuming. You guys can't see it, but he's just pissed right now. <laughs> I hate talking Iowa on this podcast. I'm sorry, Newt. That's I, my I bad. Cannot, I'm, I'm I, sorry. Uh, I, don't, can, I don't like any – you got to understand, Arizona, there's so many Hawkeyes out here. Their cars, license plates, I want to run them over but I can't. So I'm in it just as bad, but I got to give that girl her flowers. I got to see black and gold fucking everywhere here, Craig. Every team. Oh, black that's and true. Gold. Yeah. But you at least hard that's been? Hawkeyes on it. I, go I know. To restaurants, Hawkeye owners and stuff. And the yeah, Hawkeye burger. I was like, get this out of my face. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, strong end. I love this. Okay. So Newt's got UConn. Craig's got Miami. Your boys got FAU, the team of destiny. San Diego State's going to win the whole thing. Yeah, and that's what's going to happen. Well, thank you guys for tuning in. Um, We'll we'll be on sometime soon. I don't know when we're going to have Craig on again, but we got to have him on sometime soon. Maybe like NBA playoffs or something. I just like your insight. Well, no, next time you'll be on, you'll be on with Otzelberger. So there we go. That's Uh, true. There it is. That's what I got to work on. I got you. (laughs) I got you. Got the busy self on there. Got to get him to answer my text messages and phone calls first. That's the start. <laughs> He's so busy. <laughs> Might be on vacation right now. <laughs> but he I, I, be. I'm definitely gonna I'm definitely gonna hit him up and uh and and those players and see what they say because I they're they're all good people and I know you know they'd want to do it um if they have the time so it'll be good if I can get everybody on but I know for sure Deontay Garrett and and Bab that's an easy one. And I'll work on George. I know he's fighting for playoffs and trying to do something, so he might be a little busy, but he might get on. Nah. So. Nah. He's yeah, he's nah. fine. Yeah. He's just shooting. We, we'll do like a four hour. Interview. You know, he's not busy at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We're fine. <laughs> um, all right. If you did make it this far, thank you for joining in. And as always, roll clones. Roll clones. Roll clones, baby. I think that was our best one yet. <laughs> I had fun. <laughs>